What's up, babe? Dude, this is the fucking problem with the internet, and I'm not even being facetious about it. I could do what the host of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast does. But let's read that one more time. Oh my God. I got aggressively too descriptive, and you saw it. And you're welcome. Happy Monday. What's up, babe? Welcome to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. Said babe twice. Usually say what's up, Cubs. This is episode... Uh, 26 i believe it is and uh we're just gonna fucking kick it off and run and listen here's the deal we have a guest on the podcast if you follow on the instagram you knew about this but if you don't follow on the instagram and you're just a listener and i think there's a spider in the thought there was a spider in my blanket all good off of the fucking hinges okay i'm unhinged and we're just fucking rolling babe i have a guest on today's podcast who is Hands down, the the biggest dick I've ever met. Just the rudest person I've ever met. And uh, his name's Coronavirus. Uh, some people call him COVID. Um, I don't like to call him COVID because I feel like that was his birth name. And he's upgraded since that. Since that. I, I also call him Coronavirus because it's a little bit more professional. But people also try to call him COVID-19. And I'm like, well, technically he would be COVID-21, right? Um, some people call him Delta, which honestly, I'm not trying to call him something that sounds like it would be in a fucking Top Gun Tom Cruise movie. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out with him and he's a fucking giant pack of shit. Okay. He's a pack of shit. He's not a bag of shit. Like I meant to say, he's a pack of shit. And look, I don't get sick. I don't get sick. Sometimes my face is a city. Sometimes I'm congested. And that'll happen like maybe once a year or maybe or maybe once every two years. But that's all that happens. I don't get I don't get sick. So (laughs) had to go to my little brother's wedding. I mean, I got to go to my little brother's wedding and it was a great time. It was super duper fun. It was beautiful. We'll tell stories. You know how this you know how this podcast goes. We'll tell stories. I'll tell you all the ins and outs. Right. Because let's be real. I'm more honest with you guys on this show than I am with almost every single person in my life, okay? And in some instances, especially this episode, I'm going to be more honest with you than I am with my wife. Because, babe, I have to, you know, men lie, but we lie about things to protect others. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you on all fronts on this on this podcast, babe, because you deserve it. You're the Cubs, and I'm a Cub, and we're all just a bunch of bear Cubs in the den, and we are here to be honest with each other. It's what we do. Now, Captain fucking Corona, okay, Captain Captain fucking Delta, Captain fucking Alpha Omega 3-6, I mean, fuck, dude, this guy, he just swoops on in, and he, he, you know what he does? He's fucking Chad, all right? This guy's every fucking Chad at a frat who drops something in your drink, and then uh, you don't realize it till it's too fucking late. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not making light on that situation because that situation is disgusting, but so is COVID. Now, I was the guy that when people got COVID, I was like, <laughs> sucks. you should be healthier. That was me. I was the guy that was like, oh, you got COVID. That was really unfortunate, especially if you're older. But if you aren't older and you got COVID, <laughs> maybe you should be healthier. And here I am. <coughs> now, I had to do an example cough. Now, that was a real cough. 
but I have to leave a cough in the episode, but just so that I could set up this line right here, every cough or hack or fucking sneeze or anything, any sort of flemular sound that comes from my mouth, it's getting cut out because Papa Bear don't play that bullshit. Okay. Daddy Bear ain't going to fuck around with that. All right. I have severe issues with the way that people's mouths sound severe issues with the way that people's mouths sound. And I'm not going to set you up for having to listen to that kind of shit. All right. Now the breathing, (sighs) that shit, the, the, the breathing where it sounds like I just drank three glasses of milk again, you're just going to have to put up with that. You're just going to have to deal with that. And it's fine, babe. It's fine. But I am completely delirious. I have the shakes. I'm quaky. And my joints hurt. Like I have arthritis everywhere. My joints don't hurt like I've been working at a computer for 37 years and I have carpal tunnel syndrome. My joints hurt like I fell off the back of a Mack truck. My joints hurt like like I was fighting Morpheus on the top of a fucking semi and he kicked me off of the top of the semi and then I got caught by a, a fucking car drove by Will Smith's wife. That's how bad my joints hurt. Okay. I wake up, my knees hurt like they're old. My elbows hurt like I was just fucking hanging on to Liam Neeson on the edge of a cliff. Listen, dude, I'm delirious. And these fucking similes and metaphors are going to get buck wild, babe, because this is the COVID episode and I feel like shit. Now I woke up a few days ago and he COVID was like knocking on my front door. Okay. He was like, Hey, I just want to let you know that uh, over the next few hours, I'm going to be entering your space. And I was like, well, at least he was polite about it. At least he didn't just bust the door down. And then he started slowly entering my body. Sounds fucking sexual for no reason. But he was slowly entering my body like he was taking my virginity. And then he just got worse from there. He's a toxic man. That's what that's what Captain Delta is. And he just stuck around you know he entered my body then he stuck around and he's gotten progressively worse as the relationship has bloomed and he was then he just started trying to take over my life he's like you're not doing this anymore and i was like excuse me and he's like then that podcast recording you're not doing that anymore and i was like first of all babe i have cubs relying on me you think that i'm going to let down my my fucking hundreds of people that listen to this podcast you think i'm going to let them down <laughs> Delta, listen, babe, you don't run the show. I run the show. And he's like, okay, hey, well, I'm going to be a fucking guest. And I was like, you sound like a fucking bummer, but let's fucking do it if I don't have any other choice. But what I'm working on right now is ending the relationship, pressing charges, and making sure that he is never allowed to enter my body ever again. And you know what? That is a beautiful rendition of what some of you guys need to do in your lives if you're listening to this and you're like this sounds similar to my home life it's time to cut that cord and 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 start setting up the fucking paperwork with a lawyer and getting shit separated dude i was i was 100 percent the <laughs> should be healthier and i was also i was also the guy that was like yeah i'm pretty sure i had it a few months ago like when when all this shit started spiraling out of control towards the end of 2019 or whatever the fuck it was. I was that guy. 
I was the guy that was like, oh, I, I had it, I'm pretty sure. When I, I, I remember, I remember it was a Thursday and I coughed and I was like, that's weird. And then I was like, oh, I, and then all the shit came out on the news and I was like, I have COVID. That's what it was. I had COVID. I'm over it. I have the antibodies. I don't got to worry about it anymore. Because here's the deal from the start of all this turmoil and shit, I was just like, I'm around so many people. There's not a fucking chance that I don't have it. There's not a chance. And then. Now, I go to my little brother's wedding, right? And it's the last day of the wedding, or I mean, it's the last day that I'm going to be there. My wife's going to stay in Idaho for another week and let my baby girl meet all of her aunts and uncles and everybody. And it's going to be a beautiful thing, but I'm getting ready to take off. And then my little brother goes, I just need to take a hot bath. Now, here's the deal. My parents did have Corona, but I wasn't too fucking worried about it because they're old. And I was like, I'm not old, so it's fine. But they heard him say, I got to take a hot bath. And my dad out loud went, fuck. And then Boone goes and takes a hot bath. And dad goes, he's got COVID. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's the fact that we've been drinking nonstop for three days. I think that's what that is. And then... He comes out of the bath and he feels worse and then he goes and gets a test and now he doesn't go on his honeymoon and that's just what happens. He doesn't he didn't go on his honeymoon. He didn't go to Vegas. He didn't, you know, they're just at home now. Him and his beautiful bride aka my new little sister. Okay? First of all, congratulations to the love, lovely couple. You two are fucking adorbs. Totes adorbs, totes cute. Sorry that your wedding ended this way. Also, where the fuck did you get it, patient 0? I'm talking to you, Boone. I'm talking to you dogs for life. Where did you get it? Because we were around all the same people all fucking week and then your bitch-ass immune system crashed and burned and now we're all fucked because of it. So we went, we went back to Idaho for a week. Boone and Kaylee were getting married. My wife and I got there on Tuesday and my baby girl, Gracie Doll, fucking crushed the road trip. That's right, we drove from Minnesota to Idaho it was anywhere from between a 12-hour drive to a 37-hour drive. And for us, it was closer to 37 hours because we're good parents. We're good parents, and we stopped every few hours or so and let her just wander around. Because here's the thing about a baby that just recently learned how to walk. she got to keep walking. If you don't use it, you lose it. So we were like, this road trip can take as long as we fucking want. Our main goal is to keep her from having a fit in the car. And she had zero fits because when she would be awake, Mama would drive and dad would sit in the back and that fucking energy was at a thousand. My energy was at a thousand. I'm like, look at this fucking toy pressing all the fucking buttons. Ding, 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 Because that's what every baby toy sounds like. Ding, 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 A, B, C. And then I throw that one out the window after it would get too annoying, you know? So my daughter's learning how to deal with loss already. So she crushed fucking road trip. We got there. We had like a day of hanging out with some old friends. Shout out the champions. Dude, that's their real last name. Okay. First of all, they're crushing life. So it fits. Second of all, their last name's champion. If your last name's champion, you're either going to destroy life or you're going to live in a crack den. There's no in between because you're predestined. You're predestined to either go with the fucking grain or against the fucking grain. There's going to be no middle grain. 
Okay, now I know I sound like I'm a wood shop instructor, but I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I just know that they're crushing life and their last name's champion, so it fits. And I'm proud of them and I love them and we got to hang out with them for a day. And then met up with the family, hung out with them. It was a good time. And then we went on a bachelor party to some little fucking resort town like 45 minutes away in Idaho. Now a resort town, I don't know if you know what this means. That means that... There's like a population of fucking 250 people in the town. And there's always like 5,000 people in the town. People just come visit because there's all sorts of festivities and activities and shit to do. Okay. Like what's, oh, dude, I forgot to pull up my fucking, oh, I forgot to pull up my fucking soundboard. I forgot to get the caller daddies on the line. Let's see. Let me pull up my fucking soundboard real fast. Here we go. Now, I, uh. Give me one second, baby doll. This is so fucking inappropriate, so fucking unprofessional, but that's just how it goes. Look, dude, look, even with COVID, I'm so good at fucking multitasking. But anyways, so I'm pulling that up. My internet says that there's maintenance in progress. And then when I tried to go to the website, it says that your connection is not secure. The Wi-Fi you were using, what the fuck? Hackers could be possibly trying to, what the, all right, cool, so never mind, no soundboard, looks like hackers are trying to get in through my internet, okay, what do you want, what do you want, hey, here's a fun fact, other than coronavirus, I don't have fucking anything, so what do you want with my information, you want to, <laughs> you want to hack into my TikTok account, go for it, post your dick, what the fuck ever, dude, so apparently hackers are trying to hack my internet. That's cool. The caller daddy girl. It's probably the caller daddy girls. The caller daddy girls with all their fucking money probably hired someone to hack into my shit so I can no longer use their voices as part of my fucking stream. So they're hacking my internet. It's all good. Makes me feel important. Makes me feel important. Also makes me feel like I'm on the Truman Show and everything is a simulation. So anyways, we go to the bachelor party at the resort town. Now the resort town has like a water pool and water slides and all this super duper fun shit, right? And the bachelor party consists of me, my little brothers, and like eight college wrestlers that are on my little brother Dogs for Life's college wrestling team. So I knew from jump that I had one job and that was to keep everybody out of jail. Because I know how wrestlers work, babe. I wrestled in college for five years. And I was what they called the moderator. I was the guy that when we would all go out, if people got rowdy, I would be contacted at the bar where I'm chilling. And then I would have to go carry the problem out of the bar. And when I say carry the problem out of the bar, I meant Larry Bombstead. <laughs> the guy who I bought my house from. Dude, that's such a small world. All right? So I'm that guy. I'm the guy like... Larry's trying to fucking fist fight someone on the dance floor because that's what Larry does. Larry drinks one too many whiskey sours and then he tries to fucking fight, period. I wasn't going to say try to fight a person. He's just going to try to fight whoever's the first person. That's Larry. All right. So there was like three or four different instances where I had to literally shoulder Larry. He's a 157 pounder. I wrestled 198. So we cut down to those weights. So I'm well over 200. He's well over 165, but he's still smaller. And Larry and I also had a very, very respectful relationship, as did all of my teammates with me, that when VJ stepped in, VJ's cool enough. 
that I don't want to fight VJ because he just has our back. So it would never turn into a fight between me and my teammate. It would turn into, oh, uh, now VJ's just going to pick me up and walk me out of the bar. And that's what I did. So I knew at the bachelor party, it was going to have to be the same fucking thing. It wasn't because here's the crazy thing about Boone's group of friends. They're good kids and I wasn't ready for it, dude. Now they're funny and they're wild and they say outlandish shit, especially to MILFs on the fucking river floaty fucking transportation place. They didn't try to get in any fucking fights or any arguments and it was a great fucking time. Dude, we show up at Lava, okay? That's the name of the resort town. It's Lava. And now it's spelled lava, but it's one of those things where that's how they discern whether or not you're an out-of-towner or not. If you call it lava, you're an out-of-towner and you're not accepted. If you call it lava, you are a local and they will respect you more. So I briefed him on that. I said, call it lava. You'll probably get, you know, 15% off your meal and a blowjob. And they were like, fuck yeah. So they just said lava the whole time. And we were outside of the pools. Now, here's the thing with the pools. If you've seen the video, you can look this up right now. Look up girl crashes into second platform slash diving board on Google. Now, there's a video out there and you'll see in the video, there's like three platforms and they're staggered, right? So you got the bot. There's three of them. There's a bottom platform. And then a second platform that is off to the side. It's not stacked on top. And then there's a third platform that's also staggered, and but it is stacked directly over the first one. Now, there's a girl on the third platform, and the third platform's pretty high. The thing about the third platform is when you're looking down at an open pool, it's kind of disorienting, and it seems a lot higher than it is. It's decently high, but it's not that fucking ridiculous. I think it's like 40 feet or something like that. And Or is that right? Fuck it. Who cares? But in the video, you'll see. I hope you're watching it along with me right now, even though I can't fucking watch it because hackers are hacking my internet. But she goes to jump off of the third platform, bails after her feet leave the platform. She bails after she's committed. After She's the girl that's going to be a fucking bride, and then she's going to leave in the middle of the ceremony. She's not going to take off before the ceremony on a horse like she's fucking you know, Jennifer Lopez in a wedding fucking rom-com. She's going to leave in the middle of the ceremony and it's going to be rough to watch because this is rough to watch. She leaves the platform and then grabs onto the rail last second. And what that does is it fucking flips her feet around. It hooks her at a perfect angle down to the, (laughs) down to the second platform And then half of her body hits the fucking second platform and she folds over and then she's just free for all spinning in in the air until she connects with the water. And it's she's fine. She's fine. It's fucking hilarious. okay? but those platforms on that viral video are this place that we're at. It's in Idaho. You didn't know that video was in Idaho. Dude, you didn't know a lot of things are in Idaho. Fucking Napoleon Dynamite was filmed in Preston, Idaho, which is like an hour away from my hometown. Now, this girl fucking crashes and burns on those platforms. These are the platforms that we're going to visit first at the fucking bachelor party because my little brother is getting married. And if he's going to be a grown man with a family and a wife with which he is supposed to protect and 
produce results getting too fucking convoluted with this example you know what i'm saying if he's going to be a man of a family he has to jump off the third platform which he has not done at this till this point in his life too scared too scared now dogs for life is way too fucking scared so when i tell him i called him and i told him the plans for the bachelor party i was like we're going to go to lava and we're going to avoid all the people that we know we're not going to stay in Pocatello because that's just going to turn into basically a fucking 10 year reunion and we're going to be having fucking fake ass conversations with everybody and it's going to ruin the night. So we're going to go to lava. We're going to escape. And when I told him that he said, can we go to the pool and go to the platforms? And I said, I guess, but it's also full of fucking six year olds and their families. And he said, yeah, but I haven't jumped off of the third platform. And I said, well, that's the only thing we're doing until you jump off of that third platform. You're supposed to be a grown man. So we're outside of those pools. We all pull up. We're outside of those pools. Now it's a bachelor party. So what are we going to do? We're going to shotgun a beer. You guessed right. So we have to do the initial kickoff of the day by shotgunning a beer. I'm with a bunch of fucking 21 to 23-year-old fucking college wrestlers that still drink bush light and it made me so fucking mad but we all pull out the shittiest beer possible because they're broke and we're shotgunning a beer we're doing that inaugural congratulations boone they did the hack joke of your life's over (laughs) i love being married i don't understand that joke so we're fucking shotgunning these beers we crack the hole we tip it up they caught it on video because they had to post it on snapchat because they're children and while we're in the middle of shotgunning our first beer, a fucking entire, I'm going to guess, LDS family walks behind us. And I say that they're Mormon because there were six fucking kids. There were two parents. They were aggressively white. And then there were six kids ranging from ages like three to seven. Okay, now that's four years. If there's six kids, how does that math work out? It's because when you are LDS, you enter this phase of your life after you get married where the only thing that the wife is supposed to be for 10 years is a baby making machine because you're trying to basically have a football team living under your roof that's what you're trying to do you're trying to get to that lucky number 11 and 12 if you're a stud so this family walks behind us there's six kids and the shitty thing about it is i finished my uh shotgun first because I'm the daddy of the situation. That's what I was for the entire bachelor party is I'm the dad of the group. And it was super duper fun. I really enjoyed that title. I turn and I see them and I don't have anything to say because if it was me walking by this group and I was holding my daughter's hand, I would say, I would probably throw something out like, look at that, babe. That's who we're going to avoid for the rest of our lives. Naturally, naturally, because that's just as what it is. So I turn and I see them and I kind of like close my eyes. I'm like, ah, fuck. And then one of the wrestlers turns and he sees the family as well. And he just goes all confidently, bachelor party, what are you going to do? And that turned into the mantra for the entire day. Whenever we were getting stank looks or having an interaction or people were staring at the group because we're in basically a family resort town. We would just shrug our shoulders and the entire group would go, bachelor party, what are you going to do? Now, there is a kid. I'm, 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 for some reason, I'm leaving names out of this. I don't know why. I think it's because they're uh, athletes and I don't want to get them in trouble possibly. But 
There's another kid who, after a few hours of drinking, started turning to people and going, bachelor party, what are you going to do about it? Which is so much more aggressive of a sentence. So much more aggressive of a sentence. Why are you putting about it at the end of the sentence? Because you turn it into fighting words. You turn it into egregious fighting words where people are going to feel, you know, attacked with that sentence. And then you're going to drum up some shit. So it went from a little offhanded, like, eh, bachelor party, what are you going to do to bachelor party? What are you going to do about it? Like, I don't know, I guess fight you because that's what it feels like I should do based off of your sentence. So there was that. Boone jumped off the third platform. Was I proud? I mean, I guess, but also seven-year-olds jump off of it, so it was supposed to happen. I did tell him that I wouldn't let him walk down the aisle unless he unless he jumped off the platform. So he jumped off it pretty early, and I was proud of him for that, and it was fine. Now, it was also super-duper weird to be slightly buzzed hanging around families in the pool, so I wanted to dip out quick. I wanted to dip out quick. Now, as the daddy of the group, I was kind of like, like, all right, let's move on. You know, like, hey, guys, here's the next fucking plan because I'm the best man. I'm running the show. We're going to move on to the next fucking thing. So we went and we rented all these fucking tubes because there is a river that floats through the entire middle of the town. It's one of the things that you do uh, that they have set up for you, one of the activities. And it's a good time. So you can rent tubes and you can rent them all day. And then you you, you start at the top. And you float through the entire town. And there's a few little rapid areas. We have a beer cooler on the middle of the four-person tube. And we're just fucking hitting rapids. And then we hop off and we jump onto these shuttles that we also paid for. Now, make no mistake, your boy drops stacks. Okay? And I'm sorry for saying your boy. And I keep apologizing for saying your boy. But I drop stacks. And I also don't want to say your boy. Okay? So... I also don't want to refer to myself as Papa Bear because I hate that. So I don't know what to say. And I also don't want to refer to myself as the third person to say VJ. But alas, I digress. So I drop stacks. We get the tubes for the whole fucking day, not the two-hour bullshit. We get the shuttles, which cost $9 a person. Uh, I paid for the majority of people to get into the pool. I bought all the fucking pizzas later on in the night. I paid for all the fucking beer. Listen, the point is, is I was just fucking cha-ching, 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 fucking dropping these loads. Wow. So inappropriate for no reason. I wasn't, okay, so we're floating the river now. I'm going to move on. We're floating the river now. We're having a good time. And we get on our first shuttle. Now, one of the wrestlers asks me about my daughter. Now, I don't have I don't have a fucking fa- more favorite topic. I don't have a more favorite topic. Because if there's one thing I love more than anything in this life, it's my daughter. And I'm willing to talk about her period, point blank, end of story. And I'm, you know, saying how old she is. And... Telling him about her a little bit, telling him that I have another one on the way. And these, there's this group of women, there's four women, and they are all over, they're probably over 40. Yo, they're for sure over 40, actually, now that I think about it, remembering back on what we talked about later. So they're all over 40. And I say something along the lines of, like, yeah, I'm, oh, oh, the wrestler made the comment of, like, God, you better be watching out for you nervous to watch out for all these fucking guys when they're older, which it's like, can we just get over that whole fucking thing? 
Like if you have a daughter, you have to be afraid of every fucking penis in the world. Dude, get over it. How about you raise your daughter to just be a fucking stud who can discern between stoop. It's the dads that are afraid of that, that the girls turn out to be fucking wild childs, I believe. Now, if you have an open and relation, open and honest relationship with your kid, I feel like it, things are going to be more open. You're going to be more apropos to talk about things and discuss, you know, dangers and problems. And oh my god, I just got fucking hit with some chills. Um, but I'm ta- I'm saying that, and that one of the moms, granted, granted. Now this is just me using descriptors. Smoke show. Okay, she was hot. She was hot. She was the hot one of the group, which is why I'm sure she was so so outspoken because it just felt like she revel. She was excited to get the attention of an entire group of fucking college wrestlers. And that just is what it is. So she turns to me and touches me on the knee. Now, first of all, I'm talking about my daughter. Don't break physical contact with me. Obviously, I'm married. I'm wearing my wedding ring. Don't break physical contact with me, period, regardless if I seem nice and you're drunk. Just don't break physical contact with me. That just is what it is. I felt inappropriate. Okay. So she touches my knee, but then she left her hand on my knee for a second. And she goes, oh, honey. Now that's first interaction. That's first words out of her mouth was hand on knee, direct eye contact. Oh, honey. Now I'm okay with it. Cause it was like, oh, she's going to say something sarcastic. And she goes, that's so cute. And I go, what? As I flick her fucking hand off my knee, <laughs> I go, what? And she goes, your daughter's going to grow up and she's going to be a they them and she's going to join Antifa. And that was the first thing she said. She said, oh, honey, you're so cute. Your daughter's going to be they them and she's going to join Antifa. And I was like, first of all, that's a lot to unpack. Are you speaking from personal experience? Okay. Also, my daughter is 11 months old now. Antifa probably won't be a thing a um who knows where the pronoun situation is going to be in fucking 15 years second third fourth whatever fucking number i'm on of all um who are you okay who you are is a different version of a karen who you are is you definitely were a cheerleader in high school and soaked up that popular attention that was the entire vibe Okay. Now, granted, like I said, she was pretty hot. So all the wrestlers were into it. Now she's only talking to me. And I said, well, I'm going to do my best to just have a great relationship with my daughter and whatever she wants to be. I'm going to be cool with that, but I'm going to try to raise her in a way where she doesn't feel like she needs to act out or go buck wild. And she goes, oh, honey, you're so cute. And I was like, listen, I, und-, and, and I got a little bit pissed off. But I was also pretty drunk. So at the same time, I wasn't getting aggressive. But I got a little bit pissed off internally. And then I said, push it down, get your triceps bigger. And I decided to just deal with it with a sense of humor. And I go, oh, no, 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 no. I understand that those are all possibilities. I understand that a lot of the time, a daughter will try to rebel against her father's wishes or what her father's vision of her is. Here's the deal. I don't have a vision for my daughter. I have a cultivating idea. I have a, I have a a plan, which isn't really a plan, on cultivating whatever she's fucking great at. That's my plan. That's what I want to do. 
I don't want to steer her in one direction or another. I want her to be fucking E. Cummings, which is not the right fucking poet, where two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I took the one less traveled by. I want her to pick whatever fucking road she's going down, and then I want to grab her and push her along the road in order to assist her. That's what I want to do, okay? The, this fucking mother, you know, she's like, I have a 20-year-old, and I said... Does she have blue hair? And she halted. I was like, I was like, sounds like she has blue hair. And she laughed, but the rest of her party fucking cracked up because guess what? She for sure has blue hair. I fucking call it as I see it. But then that opened up the whole fucking group to chat. And here's the whole thing. All four of them were only talking to me because the boys were dropping the ball. Now you got four women. Okay, over 40 that are in this resort town by themselves, drunk, having a good time, sitting on a fucking trailer next to nine in shape, early 20s college wrestlers. Now, there's me, who is, you know, the dad of the group, who is the only one off the market minus the groom. Okay, and these guys are dropping the ball. Hey, fellas. Where's your two cents? Where's your input? Can someone fucking take the baton from me and run with this? Because here's the deal. We're going bar hopping later. You know how cool of a story it would be if you guys, you didn't even hook up with the fucking MILFs at the end of the night. You just got to dance with them all night, but no one's picking up the baton. So the ride ends. We're back at the top of the fucking river and there's a little bit of banter back and forth not between the wrestlers i'm just in the back of my mind i'm like fellas say something i'm even elbowing some of them like why don't you hop in on a conversation and then the ladies say bye and they walk ahead now after they walk away i turn to the group and i go what the fuck and they're like what and i'm like why is the married guy with a family being talked to by the group why did none of you insert yourself and take over that conversation because first of all a i was uncomfortable okay she touched my knee i had to flick it off like a goddamn fly okay second of all they were engaging okay so when they engage you re-engage and you jocko willink this shit and you fucking go in all right invite them Invite them out. I was fucking 0% chance I was going to invite them anywhere. I'm not opening that fucking door. Okay. Too happy. Too com- too comfortable. Now, they realized that they dropped the ball. They missed out on an opportunity. It is what it is. It's fine. They, they dropped the ball. They missed out on an opportunity. They'll be thinking about that for a little while. They'll be thinking about the what ifs. It's over. Whatever. All right. So we float the river for a little while. Cha-ching, cha-ching, I'm spending money like fucking crazy. Okay, and then we go out to the, then we do the bar hopping scene. You know, it's Thursday, so the bars are like kind of a little bit dead, I guess. Like they're not packed, right? There's this fucking kid on the team. I'm going to say his name. His name, his nickname is Gibby. And he's, he's fucking, he's a little beanpole. Okay, he's a tall kid. And that's in, re, in relation to a group of wrestlers. So when I say he's tall, he's like six foot, right? So, but he's a good looking kid, but he's like classic white boy good looking. He's not stunning. He's like what a parent wants to see. He has like the high and tight haircut and he's probably, you know, six foot, but like 170 pounds maybe. He's like 
in shape because obviously he's a college wrestler and he just looks like a nice kid. And, oh God, sorry, give me one second. The sweats are hitting now. The sweats are hitting. I'm so fucking hot. Captain COVID just switched the fucking game up on me real quick. One of our fucking bar excursions, we're just trying to play pool. This mom in a full fucking tie-dye sweatsuit. She had sweats on that were tie-dye, pastel colors, super cool, and then a hoodie that was tie-dye, pastel colors, bottom as a set, warm together, all tie-dye, pastel colors. And so that's her going out outfit, all right? Now, we don't need to harp on that. We don't need to harp on it. I wanted the hoodie, but it's fine. I wanted the hoodie for the podcast, but it's fine. She didn't give it to me. It's fine. Now, I'm playing pool with Gibby. And she enters the zone. And then I'm no longer playing pool with Gibby. Because for the 45 minutes we were at that bar, she was giving Gibby her daughter's Instagram, her Snapchat, her Facebook, her phone number, And then just swiping through all of her accolades as a person because she's being a wing mom trying to get her daughter to hook up with Gibby. Now, Gibby is a good kid. He was probably now granted the daughter was pretty. She was pretty. She was pretty girl. She still lived at home. She's early 20s as well. And the mom really wanted Gibby to date her daughter, which fucking blows my mind. Okay, she's being a wing mom. But here's the thing about being a wing mom. If your daughter's not on the fucking campus, okay, if your daughter's not actually physically there, what are you doing? What you're doing is you're setting up a fucking relationship that's just going to be nude sent back and forth and then used for blackmail in the future. That's just is what it is. There's not going to be any sort of actual relationship that comes out of it. And you're just setting your daughter up to get her nipples shown to a bunch of fucking college wrestlers. That's just is what it is. And it's fine. Okay. 45 minutes of talking to Gibby while he held a pool stick and nodded and smiled uncomfortably. So, like COVID, she inserted himself, inserted herself into his fucking life for those 45 minutes. So we had to dip. So we dipped and we went to the next bar. So we went to the next bar. There was actually a bunch of people there, ran into some old acquaintances. It was fun. It was fine. The bartender, if I had to assume, I don't like assuming. It makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> but the bartender was gay. He had a bright pink uh, tank top on, and he also had the curled up mustache where you can tell that he fucking meticulously oils that shit and just both curves match fucking perfectly and I had a little bit of envy but there was also karaoke in the bar and he gave me a squirt gun to shoot the uh, people that sang like shit so that was really fun Um, I dropped Ice Ice Baby by fucking Vanilla Ice without even reading the fucking monitor because if anybody is more white than me I challenge you I challenge you okay there's a zero percent chance that there's someone more fucking white than me on the planet and i sang vanilla ice ice baby on the karaoke monitor without even looking at the fucking tv because that's just what it is all right now stop (laughs) collaborate and listen because ice is back with a brand new rendition and i mean sometimes something it grabs a hold of me tightly you know what i mean uh like and when I'm in, I flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. With this pot, will it ever stop? 
I don't know, but uh, I'll turn off the lights and I'll roll. And to the extreme, I I rock a mic like a vandal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rolling on the concrete real fast. But anyways, see these fucking shoes I'm wearing? That's what we wore in the fucking wedding lineup. Now let's. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut straight to the fucking wedding day because so cute. All right. Before COVID hit, so cute. Uh, my little brother. So we show up, right? And you know, like the the groomsmen are separated from the bridesmaids, and it's just it, it was just a whole fucking thing. I showed up probably thirty minutes after all the other groomsmen did, and you know, I'm there with my wife and my daughter, and I go into the little groomsmen like dressing area, which was essentially a fucking wardrobe that didn't have AC, and it was fine. And I walk in, and everything's kind of a little quiet. The tension's high. The tension's too high. Now, I understand that it's nerves. It's your wedding day, you know? And Boone is looking like a ghost. He looks like he saw a ghost. Now, granted, in hindsight, that was COVID knocking on the door. That was Captain Delta tap, tap, tapping on the door. Now, the nerves didn't help. So, Boone is kind of in a freakout mode, but he's quiet about it. You know, his triceps were so fucking pumped up. They were so thick. He was holding down a lot. And so I, I like left the little room for a second. I was like, I'm going to go get that fucking energy up. I'm going to go buy Boone a beer and we're going to have one beer. I'm not going to get him sloshed for his wedding, but I just want him to ease his nerves a little bit. When I get back, I find out that Boone just got done puking outside of the venue. Like he vomited. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I grabbed my little brother. I have two beers in my hand. I crack one open. I hand it to him. I crack mine open and we go over by this fence which is like a hundred feet away from the venue i just wanted to get him away from everything i wanted him to him to breathe outside a little bit and i'm like buddy what's going on like i'm wondering in the back of my head are we gonna fucking get on a white horse and run away like are you that fucking you've been with this girl for fucking six years you would think that you would know if this was a bad call you know you would think it would be predetermined whether or not you thought this was a bad call. And he's leaning on the fence. And his head's on the fence. and his, or his arms are on the fence. And he's leaning his head on his hand. And I can hear him crying. And I'm like, I was like, buddy. Like, dude, what's up? Like, talk to me. What's going on? And he leans up. And tears are running from his face. And he goes, she's too good. And I was, first of all, oh, that's the cutest shit. I mean, he, I was like, I smiled so big and he was like, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like, I'm not saying shit. I'm just absorbing my little brother's beautiful words in this moment. And I'm, I'm just feeling that energy of he's terrified and he's so appreciative and he loves his fucking bride to be so much that he doesn't think he's good enough for. Her. He goes, she's too good. She could do. And he's, but he's like sobbing, you know, while he's saying, he's not saying it as clearly as I'm saying it. He's saying it in between like the, you know, sobs. Right. And I was like, that's great. And he was like, what? I was like, listen, I'm not making this about me. That's exactly how I felt. The fact that you feel like this is perfect. It's perfect. That means that you get to wake up every single day and try to be the guy that you think she deserves. 
That's what makes you a better man. This is the perfect fucking way to go into your marriage. Because you're not, you, first of all, you don't have like that whole like, oh, I'm settling for this, which a lot of guys fucking have, right? You don't have the, you don't have the idea of like, God, she sure is lucky to be with me. We're both lucky, you know, we're both lucky. <laughs> and then you're just going to ride that fucking wave for 10 years until you get a divorce. Like if you go into it with this thought process of I don't deserve her, but you also have a fucking intensity and a fight in the back of your brain to where it's like, I'm going to work to be the fucking guy that she does deserve. Beautiful, beautiful fucking relationship. And it made me so fucking happy in that moment. Now I've, I've, I saw them date since high school. They were like high school sweethearts. I've saw them date for the last six years and I saw them grow into the people that they are. And I'm not going to lie back, like back when they first started dating, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) like I'll start paying attention like four or five fucking girlfriends down the road because speaking from my own fucking experience that's when it might start actually fucking being serious but I was like when they first started dating and everyone's like oh she's great she's so good for him you know they were like fucking 16 or whatever I don't even remember but I was just like "Yeah, yeah 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 cool 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 but like in my mind there were always those kids you know they were always those kids and then I saw them grow up into these separate individuals like they're different people now as individuals but their relationship also grew but always in the back of my mind I was like they're still those kids they're still you know not ready and then I hear my brother articulating this I hear my brother saying he has so much love for her that he doesn't feel good enough to be standing in that aisle with her I was like perfect Beautiful and perfect. That's exactly how it should be. Because as long as you hold on to that, you're probably going to, based off of my fucking experience, you're probably going to have a pretty successful marriage. Because there has to be that little bit of, in the back of your head, how the fuck did I get so lucky? Constantly. And in that moment, I saw it. I saw it and I knew that it was the right call and I knew that they were going to be okay. So it was fucking beautiful. The ceremony went well. I gave a best man speech. I was a little bit fucking nervous. I missed an entire middle paragraph. Um, However, Kaylee, my little sister now, has uh, like an entire side of her family that's Guamanian. And those motherfuckers get down boogie. They are, first of all, the amount of love in that fucking ceremony was so fucking fun. Love, but also like celebratory excitement, like Those people just get down boogie, okay? They fucking, they'll hug you, you know? Probably got COVID from them, it's fine. But they just party it up, and it was so fucking cool. And uh, they're like, but I'm giving my best man speech, right? I'm a little bit nervous. Now listen, I'm I'm an entertainer. Ask me if I jumped over the fucking party table or not. The table, the, the table that the entire bridal party sits at, you have all the groomsmen on one side, all the bridesmaids on the other side, and the bride and groom in the middle, and I start giving my speech on the fucking one side of it, ask me if I fucking threw the mic down and I jumped over the table. Of course I did, because I'm an entertainer, all right? Now, here's what was happening. I took the fucking mic. I have a little bit of nerves, because I'm addressing hundreds of fucking people at this ceremony, and the mic starts going, hey, uh, eh, eh. and then when I... Uh, and it's just cutting out, right? The mic sucks. The mic sucks 
asshole cocks and dicks, okay? And it just sucks. So what it did is I was like, fuck this. I'm taking control of the situation. Clicked the fucking mic off, jumped over the table. Could have done a little fucking walk around the table where I scoot, where I look fucking awkward and it's uncomfortable and there's also too much fucking time that it would have taken to walk around the edge of the table and fucking scoot like I'm in a movie theater trying not to let people touch my butthole. Like, I could have done that scoot and then taken fucking 15 seconds and then walked around to the front of the table and addressed the entire fucking building of people. Or I could do what the host of Cheer Up Babe the podcast does and I could set the mic down, jump over the fucking rickety table, land with a little bit of force, land with a little bit of pop, make the ceremony go, oh, shit, like that, you know, people's eyes got wide, and then I said, I'm just going to project my voice, and you're all going to be able to hear me just fine, and then smiles popped up on everybody's faces, because they're like, this is what's up, so... I did that for sure. You know I did that for sure because I'm an entertainer. I'm a performer. So I did that. I gave my speech. Now at the end of my speech, here's something beautiful that I want to share with you guys. When I first met Kaylee, my now little sister, my little brother's bride, when I first met her, I did the hack older brother thing of, so what are your intentions with my little brother? You know, that joke. And I smiled at her. I was just being sarcastic. She, I just wanted to make her feel a little uncomfortable. I also wanted to see how she handled a little bit of sarcastic pressure. Because if you're going to be a Julio eventually, or if you're going to date a Julio boy, you better be ready for that kind of shit. So I gave her that hack thing, right? And nothing really came of it. Like then I just kind of like rolled it into the next conversation. But I was just kind of trying to break the ice, right? For the wedding, she, her and Boone wrote me a card. And in her part of the card, I mean, she starts it and it goes, I I haven't memorized. She goes, VJ, I finally have an answer for that question you asked me six years ago. And then she put in quotes, what are your intentions with my little brother? My intentions are to make him the happiest man that he can possibly be and to love him for the rest of my life. Now, I said that in the speech. Had to. I, ha- I know that's kind of, it was kind of a private thing that she just shared with me. But it was, such a, it was such a callback to the beginning of their relationship. And it was so beautiful from the first words we ever spoke to each other to now. That I shared that in my best man speech. And I said that basically just exactly like I did. And I turned to Boone during my speech and I go, Boone. And I paused and I let it rest. And I said, good fucking pick. And her Guamanian, well, pretty much everyone at the fucking wedding erupted because I said it and I said, Boone, good fucking pick. And they cheered and everyone's fucking clapping and smiling and everything like that and that was how the speech ended and I honestly I felt it it, it was great now I was pissed that I forgot the middle paragraph that I remembered 45 seconds after I ended the speech but it's fine it's fine but that's just my shit that's me you know not ever letting anything be as perfect as it should be and just always having regrets but that's me babe that's fine but the wedding was beautiful and then we all got COVID and now here we are So it is what it is. 
It is what it is, babe. That was my little brother's wedding. It was so fucking great. It was so great. My daughter looked so fucking cute in her flower girl dress. It was white and it had the big white frills and she was the star of the show. Uh, and also she wasn't the star of the show. I shouldn't say that. She was the star of my show <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw her fucking in that aisle with her little dress on and her shoulders exposed. If you don't think that I put my daughter in dresses and tank tops and shit to expose her deltoids, then you're fucking sorely mistaken. You're sorely mistaken because it's the cutest thing. Here's the other thing. She's got great genetics. My daughter's a brick shit house. All right. My daughter has bigger deltoids than you and i'm not attacking you i'm just saying you can't compare to my 11 month old daughter and her muscular system okay she's fucking jacked dude and oh god it was so cute it was so cute and then it was a night of partying and that just is that you get you get what you get and you don't throw a fit now dude with this whole shit i'm just like so i got home right and I, I felt fine. Like I was like, oh, I, well, I'm not sick because I don't get sick. And my face turns into a city every now and then. And I just don't get sick. And then I started getting sick, but I was already back home, like by myself. So I got to feel what other people feel when they get sick. Not fun. All right. I went from the, you should just be healthy. <laughs> you should just be a healthier person to now I get it. Right. And then I'm also the guy that when people enter depressive episodes, I go, <laughs> cheer up, babe. <laughs> Don't be sad. I'm just kidding. I, I have a little bit more of an open heart than that. I just can't relate to a depressive episode because I've never had them. Now, I've been without my girls for four days. OK, so I'm in the thralls of a severe depressive episode, as in. My life doesn't make sense without my girls. Okay. I hate it. I woke up. I woke up in a fucking panic at like midnight night one. I was, I don't even, I, I, I couldn't even tell you what I was dreaming about, but I woke up in the sweats. I'm sure the sickness didn't help. And then I had to fucking contact my wife and tell her to send me a picture of our daughter. Like I just couldn't. I can't fucking handle being away. Like, if you think I'm going to be a traveling salesman, not that that was on the table. If you think I'm going to be a traveling salesman, you're sorely fucking mistaken. I can't be away from, I can't be away from my girls, dude. I can't fucking handle it. Like, I'm just in this goddamn house and I'm just like, look at this empty shell. Like, I'm so severe and dramatic about the current situation that I'm like, I'm go I'm, I'm flying back. I'm going to fly back to Idaho and I'm going to pick up my girls. Now, my wife is a little bit uh, fucking of an anxious person. So this is what I was saying when I said, like, I'm more honest with you guys than I am with my wife. I didn't let her know that I was feeling sick until last night. And I've been sick for like four fucking days, three days, right? Because she's in a panic. She finds out that people are getting fucking diagnosed with fucking Captain Delta. And she's like, ah. Uh, I don't want to be here without you like that kind of shit. How are you feeling? You know, and she's getting spun up and she's getting worried. Like every fucking phone conversation she, we have is about her being nervous. That's every fucking I'd love to I'd love to hear about uh, my daughter's day at Bear Lake. I'd love to hear about that. I'd love to tell her some things that, 
have been going on with me this week. I would love to hear about how my daughter is enjoying seeing her grandparents and her aunts and uncles. But instead, we just talk about her anxiety. But that is what it is. I know the woman I married, and I know that when I'm not with her, sometimes that just is is what it's going to be. My job, even when I'm multiple states away and thousands of miles, is to be her rock and to ease her tension that's going on in her body, her nerves. So when she's asking me about how do I feel, every single time I go, I'm fine. Like, what do you mean? She's like, you haven't been feeling sick? I'm like, no, I don't feel sick at all. As I'm fucking shivering in a bathtub talking to her, okay? Because I don't want to add weight. Because I know the second, I know the second that I say I have chills and I have a headache and I have the shakes and uh, I'm coughing and everything is in pain and my knees are 74 years old and my elbows are hanging on to Liam Neeson hanging off of a cliff. I know the second that I say that to her, we're at Mach 11 and she's in a full fucking panic and she's going to find a way to evaporate and then appear in Minnesota because there's 0% chance that she's going to be without me anymore because it's all real now. If it happens to me, it's real. So I was just like, I'm not going to fucking tell her. I'm not going to tell her. And then my fucking dumbass coughed on the phone. And then I had to be honest. And, and when I'm honest with my wife, I'm fully honest with my wife. I cough on the phone and she goes, you feel sick, don't you? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you felt sick for a few days, haven't you? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I knew it when I FaceTimed you and you were still in bed. And I was like, fucking amateur hour, Vincent. Amateur hour with this bullshit. But then, you know, I was full honest. And I told her about all my symptoms and how many days and everything like that. And of course, you know, full fucking tailspin, full fucking panic. Now she feels like she's dying. So we move on. (laughs) Dude, I just realized with fucking hackers hacking my internet, how are we going to do unqualified dad advice? (gasps) Oh my God, we got to figure this the fuck out, babe. We got to get this shit fucking going. Hold on. Who's using Chrome? There's only one person that owns this computer. So obviously it's me. Uh, holy shit. Let's see. Am I really not going to be able to hold on? You know what I'll do? I'll use my second internet connection because that's right. I'm fucking fancy. I have multiple internet connections. I don't mean to flex. I don't mean to, I don't mean to tell you about all how fucking rich I am. Nope. Same situation on my other internet. Hackers are in my shit. Can you, hey, Listen, you're probably listening to this, hackers. If you are in my shit, you are actively listening to my audio right now. You might be in my house, which since I've been Truman showing it for the last fucking two days, I've thought about. And I slept with a kitchen knife next to my bed because I'm not supposed to be by myself. We know that. But, okay, hackers are in my house. Let me see if I can. Ooh, you know what I'll do? I'll personal hotspot it from my phone. (laughs) Hackers bitches let's see and here's the thing i'm probably not even going to cut out any of this for the episode you know what i'm saying i'm just going to keep you guys here with me boom fucking that's what it is so they hacked my internet okay so uh i can't remember what the fucking main girl's name is on caller daddy but bitch if you could get your hackers off of my fucking shit that would be great all right we're on the advice column on reddit Whew, this is an adventure 
This is an adventure. Episode 26 is a fucking adventure. And I'm so glad you're here for it. I hope you're having a good time. I am. Uh, minus the shakes and aches and uh, deliriousness. I can't even fucking remember what I've talked about already. So we're going to scroll. We're going to stop. Oh, Jesus. I don't even know if I want to fucking start with this one, but it is what it is. I'm 15 and I sent nudes to an online lover. I mean, for fuck's sakes, is your hair blue? You know what I'm saying? Was your mom recently at fucking Lava Hot Springs in Idaho? And I, Oh, wait, no, she was 20. But, okay, I'm 15, sent news to a stranger on Telegram without my face. I regret it, but I can't, I mean, this, like, dude, this is the fucking problem with the internet, and I'm not even being facetious about it, and I don't know if that's the right word. I'm not even being fucking sarcastic about it. Everything is like a vessel for, there's too many fucking connections, all right? And some of you are not going to like this. I think that there should be an age limit on the fucking internet, and that just is what it is. Kids, and I'm talking about myself too, because I did the same fucking stupid bullshit. All right. Kids are not mature enough to have direct access to each other at every fucking second of every fucking day. Okay. Because there's manipulation, there's fucking grooming, there's all this bullshit that can take place on the internet. And it's dangerous, dude. It's dangerous. It's not fucking regulated. It's too fucking dangerous. And it's a problem because it's like, dude, that's child porn. And it's fucking disgusting. And they're uh, like, like, I know I make jokes and shit on this fucking podcast, but yeah, you're 15. You have direct access to the entire fucking world from your fucking hand. It's like in your hand, you can see anything and you can send anything. And that's dangerous as shit because you're not in a place mentally to understand the ramifications of your actions and then it's just out there forever once it's out there it's out there forever and that's so fucking problematic and i don't have any advice for you on what to you what to do from that point because i mean it, any action you take could fucking ruin people's lives you know what i'm saying like say you contacted you know the authorities and you turn this person in for fucking child porn, which you essentially could do, you would also get fucking hammered, first of all, because you sent it, I think, depending on how old they are. I'm not even going to read it because I'm just too fucking, we're going to move on quick. But there has to be something that takes place in the internet where there's just, and I'm not saying government regulations because I don't like that shit very much, but it's too free and open and it make and it can ruin people's lives when they're too young. It can end shit too soon, you know? I mean, you see people getting canceled for fucking tweets that they put out a decade ago when they were fucking teenagers. And it's like, yeah, it's because most teenagers are fucking stupid, all right? And most teenagers send nudes, speaking from experience there. And it's like, you don't do anything after the fact but regret it. So, yeah, there just needs to be, there needs to be, I don't know, a little bit more fucking age restriction i think on what's accessible because you can really fuck your life up so just be careful all right that that didn't help but that's just my thoughts on that so uh scroll stop what would your thoughts be if a woman would only take off her pants and underwear for sex but not anything else what oh uh Let's read that one more time. What would your thoughts be if a woman would only take off her pants and underwear for sex, but not anything else? So, uh, 
like a shower? What is the other? Okay, so if she only takes her pants and underwear off for sex, but she's not taking her pants and underwear off to like shower or change her clothes, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, the body is short, so that's nice. This guy wants me to have sex with him. I'm kind of okay with taking my pants and underwear off, but I don't want to be naked. I don't want him to see my boobs or stomach. Oh, okay. So the way you worded it, what would your thoughts be? Oh, but not. (laughs) That's that coronavirus processing speed right there, babe. (laughs) I've read take off her pants and underwear for sex, but not anything else. And then I said, not anything else that you would take your pants and underwear off for. So I have diminished mental capacity. You meant you're not going to take off anything else. (laughs) Okay. Be comfortable with what you're comfortable with. Fuck it. You know, people fuck through glory holes where the only thing you can see is a dick. Okay. They could be wearing a full fucking pleated suit on the other side of that glory hole. The only thing you see is their penis. You know what I'm saying? Very specific, very specific genre that I'm throwing out there. Um, there are, I mean, dude, be comfortable with what you're comfortable with. Hopefully you have a partner that even if in the beginning, you're only comfortable with this. Okay. Even if in the beginning, you're like, I'll just fucking unzip and then you can just dig around down there. But hopefully you have a partner that makes you feel comfortable with your own fucking body enough that eventually you're just like floop, floop, fucking clothes off, pants off, and you're just standing there bare naked in the middle of a very well lit room because you're like, you think I'm hot and you want to fuck this. Hopefully you have a partner that gets you to this point, okay? And because the point of a good partner is to break down your insecurities about yourself, okay? Made it way deeper than it probably is, but also at the same time, I'm, that might be an astute observation because you can, okay, you can be that person. You can be the person that like if you're with the right person and they love to see them titties, okay? There's plenty of guys out there that will love to see titties regardless of what the titties look like, okay? Listen, the itty-bitty titty committee is a fucking thing because there's a whole bunch of fucking dudes that want it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is attractive to somebody. So hopefully you're with a partner that eventually you get to that level of confidence. Now, initially, initially, just be comfortable with what you're comfortable with. Okay. If you want to be like, okay, you're going to lay on that side of the bed. And I want you to, you know what? Actually, I want you to stand on the corner of the bed. Okay. And I want you to just untuck just around. And I want you to... (laughs) I'm going to get so crass. I want you to just untuck and I want the fucking waistline of your sweats to just be behind your balls. So the only thing, my parents listen to this podcast, the only thing that's showing is your dick and balls. Okay. And I want you to stand on the fucking corner of the bed and I just want you to stand there with your arms by your sides. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get on top of the bed and I'm going to get on all fours and then I'm going to take a box cutter and I'm going to cut the pants at the direct diameter that your penis is and then i'm just going to scoot back and then i control the show you have the fucking option to do that you're in control babe okay just do that all right uh, 
I got aggressively too descriptive, and you saw it. And you're welcome. Happy Monday. Okay. Now, next one, we're going to scroll. Stop. Throwing a surprise party. Can I charge guests? What the fuck kind of bummer ass? Okay, so you can't afford a... Dude, okay, so here's the deal with that. All right? I don't like it. I don't like it, first of all. You sound... I don't know. If you don't have the means to throw a surprise party, don't throw a surprise party. Because then you're adding weird stress and tension to everybody else. Okay? When you're like, by the way... We want you to show up for Claire's party. Okay. Claire's turning 21. We want it to be a blowout. And so we're meeting at hooligans and we're going to have a good fucking time. But once you get here and you don't know this yet, $5. <laughs> now, here's the deal. People generally are pieces of shit and they'll throw you $5, but it gives a weird fucking air to the party. It's like you show up and it's like it's $5 and it's like. <laughs> I'm just trying to celebrate Claire's birthday with her. That's just weird. Here's $5. Get the fuck out of my face. Now, here's the other thing about that. If the fucking party is already planned and established and the only thing that's left to do is have everybody show up and then have Claire, sh Claire show up a little bit later and then you guys flick the lights on and surprise her, a.k.a. a surprise party, it's paid for already, right? So now you're just asking to be reimbursed, which it's like, if you couldn't buy your top ramen that week, don't plan a fucking party. Let's see. I'm planning a surprise. Oh, dude, it's a dude. I'm so sorry that I fucking, I just don't, I just don't visualize guys throwing surprise parties for each other. And that's on me. You know, that's my, that's my fault. I don't, I don't. I mean, I should know that with frats and shit, they basically jerk each other off, but I should know that guys in certain instances will get together and they think it's really, really cool to throw a surprise party for Connor. And I know I keep dogging on the name Connor, but I just found out that like one of my favorite little cousins is dating a guy and I asked her about him. They've been dating for a couple months and she said, he's nice. And I said, okay. She goes, he's not as fast as our family. Like, he's not as quick-witted as our family. And I said, that's not a fair comparison. Our family is literally mentally insane. No one can keep up with our family. So that's not fair. And then I go, what's his name? And she paused and hesitated because she knows how I feel. She paused and hesitated and goes, Connor. And I was like, oh, fucking no way and she's just like yeah i knew you were gonna fucking react like that and so she's dating a guy named connor so guarantee connor listen buddy i know you're the one that submitted this advice thing um so good you know and with dudes it's like charge them i guess who fucking cares you know what I'm saying? Or just reach out to the richest one. People that have the most money like to flex that they have the most money and just be like, hey, dude, so uh, I'm having a little bit of trouble paying for this party. And it, old cockstrong Mick Dickerson is going to be like, here's my card. Because guys like doing that shit and it's fucking weird. But I'm planning a surprise party, a surprise boys weekend for my husband's birthday. Okay. <sighs> I really need to, I really need to just fucking read it. You know, at this point, we should switch up unqualified dad advice to where I'm not jumping around with assumptions and I just need to fucking read it because 
we've switched the game up three times in this one fucking piece. And that's my bad. But that's why we're here, babe. That's why the Cubs listen. They know that it's going to get fucking wacky, wild, crazy, ridiculous. And you guys, and I know that, and I love you, and I appreciate you. So this is a wife planning a boys weekend for the husband's birthday. All right. Back to the post. All his friends are super excited. I booked a cool Airbnb for them. Is it completely out of line to ask them for a hundred to two hundred dollars for the place? I would still be paying the majority, but I'm wondering since it's a surprise if it's weird to ask them to pay. Thanks. Baby gorgeous, here's what you need to know. You have your hubby. He has his boys. The one thing that the hubby and the boys know is that wifey bear runs the show. Okay. Regardless of your dynamic, regardless of anything, wifey bear runs the show. So you reach out to all the other fucking guys and you say, here's the price for the Airbnb. You don't have to have any apologies. Don't, don't add any sort of like, I know this is last minute. You just say, all right, fellas, for the party, it's going to be 200 bucks uh, a person for the Airbnb. And don't worry, I've taken care of the rest of it. You know, you got you to do the fucking compliment sandwich, but in this situation, it's like, so, okay, guys, so I took care of all the plants and all the itinerary. Um, here's all the stuff that you guys have, you know, rented out and scheduled for the weekend. It should be really, really fun. I do need about 100 to 200 bucks from each of you to help with the Airbnb, but uh, I will also be paying for the majority. So that was a good followed by a negative followed by a good. And that's just business 101. You're fucking welcome. Absolutely ask them because you run the show. All right, babe. Fuck yeah. That's what's up. How long have we been fucking recording? Because I just, you know, I'm in a delirious fucking space in my brain and it just is what it is. Cubs, listen, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please go review the podcast. Please leave a review on the podcast. It helps out immensely. All you got to do is you got to scroll down on your phone. Okay. You go to the fucking page, you scroll down and then you'll see the stars. All you got to do is hit how many stars you think the podcast is worth. And that's, that's, that's because you're my cubs and that's because you're my babes. All right, babe. So appreciate you. Love you. And, uh, the coronavirus chronicles, hopefully we fucking get through it just fine but there was a zero percent chance that this fucking dick chin was going to keep me from you this monday there's a zero percent chance i wasn't going to let it happen and i also love you so much you know what i'm saying and i hope you have a great week i hope you go and you kick the shit out of it okay i hope you guys had fun i hope you're primed ready if you're also dude i find out more and more each week that people listen to this while they work out which is first of all the wildest shit Okay. Also, my wife is FaceTiming me right now, so I have to dippity slippity. But have a great week. Don't, uh, you know, don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.